this is like where the planets come in or some kind of weird synchronous vibes going on in the atmosphere. She was on screen and I got to watch from afar. You know how some of us are creepy and we watch other people's movies? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Like I was watching someone watch Pulp Fiction and I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't seen seen the movie, but um, it was really nice to watch someone get surprised for the first time. Um, That's awesome. So anyway, I saw somebody watching her on screen and it was just so weird to see her like a few days later in person. Welcome to Coco Astrology, the Chocoholic's Guide to the Universe. I'm Jen. And I'm Kara. In this podcast, two soul sisters hailing from planet Earth were brought together by the forces of the universe. We're here to take you on an otherworldly adventure, delving into the mystical cosmos and unlocking the secrets of the zodiac. But hold on to your astral hats. That's just the tip of the galactic iceberg because we're doing it all while indulging in the ancient food of the gods, cacao. So buckle up, fellow earthlings. Grab your favorite bar. Because we're about to take you on a journey that will leave you craving chocolate and astrology like never before. Welcome to Coco Astrology. Hey, 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 welcome back, fellow Earthlings. I am so excited to be here on planet Earth eating this amazing chocolate that is available to our taste buds on a daily basis. What are you, t- I mean, I am so excited about this car. <laughs> if I can get a word in, <laughs> Libra lovers, unite. Yes, 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 we can't. We've been tasting chocolate since we left the festival, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally can't stop eating my chocolate. There's so many good ones. I I am in full of full of regret for not buying more chocolate. What about you, Cara? Yes, I went with a budget in mind and I thought I would go beyond the budget because let's face it, I could I'm addicted, so <laughs> but unfortunately I I went under and uh, did not bring as much chocolate back. But hey, there's always more. There's always more. Gin. There's always more. I know it's just like when you find that bar that, you know, you're tasting so many chocolate in one day, right? And then you go home and you're like, man, that one maker had that one bar that I really wish I bought like 10 of. Hmm, I wonder which <laughs> bar you're referring to. <laughs> well, if you don't know, you should listen to last week's episode where we did a little mini teaser on the Northwest Chocolate Festival and talked about One One Cacao and their amazing Sorel bar. And that's all mm. I'll say. That's all I need to say. Just go listen and then go buy a bar. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing company from Jamaica. And we loved talking to Nick. And today we're actually going to bring a few more interviews from the Chocolate Festival and highlighting the different themes and just talking about the big Libra party we had last weekend was it last weekend was it, it last went, weekend oh my god I can't believe it it went by so quickly <laughs> it really did and it's been quite a week for me I tell you what like the drama around that festival more actually after I left the festival <laughs> yes do tell uh I know that we both had a couple of things mine was actually during the festival when I lost my great yellow sunglasses which Come on, it's not a big deal, but still, I was like searching every booth for the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, Car had these super cool yellow. I think we did post a couple pictures on Instagram. These super cool yellow, very Leo sunglasses. Yes, and my Leo essence. I know, and they were lost during the festival. But at least I made it to drop you off at the airport after we recorded our little snippets, and yes. then about ten miles down the road, my car broke down. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And the interesting part about that, or maybe the foreboding part, is that I did ask you a couple times, is your car okay? Why is it making that sound? My car does make a few, or my old car, I should say. There's a little uh, sneak preview there on what actually ended up happening. Is that it did make a lot of noises. It felt like the the shocks were off, right? So it would kind of make noises. And the engine was kind of running rough. And so it mm. did kind of, it was kind of sound like there was something going on, but I was like, no, no, I've been told it's fine. Um, Jen, it felt like there was a dead body attached to the bottom <laughs> of the car and you were dragging it along in time for Halloween. Plus it was a red <laughs> car, the color of Scorpio. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Well, it did serve us well throughout the whole weekend. And then, it did. and then, 
and then it died. And then it died on I-5, <laughs> and I had to put it to rest. <laughs> I can't believe I made it to the airport, but I also felt so bad for you and just the situation itself that, that happened um, on the way home. So I'm sorry to hear that. And there is a bright side, right? You did trade it in or get a new car? Yes, I did trade it in for a beautiful, cute, new blue car. And I've always wanted a blue car. And so I'm so excited about that. I have a Cancer new color. Car. Exactly. Exactly. So it makes me happy. I've never had a blue car like my entire life. I've always wanted one. I just never had one. So I'm, and the, the salesperson came out. I thought, well, while my car is sitting here in the shop, probably, you know, thousands of dollars of repairs that the car's not even worth that much. I'm like, maybe I should just, you know, talk to the sales department. And he, the first car he brought out was the one I bought. And I was like, oh, how did you read my mind? He knew I wanted a cute little blue car. So, oh my um, goodness. <laughs> It worked out well in my favor. Although I ended up getting sick like two days later. And so it kind of did feel a little bit like the universe was kind of like dumping on me. <laughs> yeah. You acted too impulsively. Your Virgo rising did not participate in that purchase. I don't think, I think it was I, more your, yeah, I think you're the right. other aspects of your chart that were coming out. That Scorpio in action, maybe the Mars and Scorpio. I don't know. Something, I mean, something with the, the planets, the eclipse, like I definitely mm. wasn't using my Virgo. I, I definitely wasn't using any kind of Libra influence either because I wasn't like taking the time to make a decision. I was like, right. we're going. <laughs> Maybe we're just relying on the other person. Of course, a salesperson is going to do everything they can to get you to buy that car. But I can't wait to ride in that sometime. Maybe next year for our festival or whenever we see each other. Let's talk about some of our adventures in Seattle before we made it to the festival. Oh, heck yeah. We wanted to focus on our podcast and do some photos and branding coming soon to a, an Instagram near you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun and our Libras came out there, right? Because we were trying to decide what the yeah, freak show to sense. wear. Right. Yes. We had a great time with that, though. We had so much fun. We had like a little, I don't know, pre-photo shoot dressing up session in our hotel room, which was great. What would you say the theme was of our photo shoot so the listeners can imagine? Yeah, I, I will just say, if you've seen our podcast cover, you know we are we have a lot of fun thinking about being in space. In space. Earthlings. <laughs> Earthlings, exactly. And so we continued that theme because we're in Seattle, where the space mm -hmm. needle was. So we continued on with that spacey theme. Very alien-esque, I would say. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. And we found some really great shots with some good lighting. And we just we laughed a lot. Yeah, we laughed a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. And I was very nervous to be taking pictures. My Virgo was definitely out. So I was like, <laughs> all these people are around. I don't want to be wearing this and taking a picture here and there with all these people around, but we made it work and we found some good backgrounds. We really did. We, it, it was dope. It was a dope session. We did a good job. I'm really proud of that. Is there anything else <clears throat> from the trip that you wanted to highlight? I mean, the only other thing is that we had such a great time at a couple of restaurants with some friends, right? We had some, we had both have some friends in Seattle. They came to, to join us for dinner and mm -hmm. we went for a hike in a park in Seattle. I mean, so many parks and whatever, really close to the city. So it was really cool. And the weather was glorious. It was, oh, it was so epic. warm and everybody was out. It was wearing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <it> just, <laughs> we had a great time. So, Car, you know what happened to me after we parted our ways. What happened with you? I know you went to go visit your family in L.A. How was that? I did. It was it was such a great trip. Uh, I got to see my mom and dad and some childhood friends, Melanie and Natasha. Shout out to you. It was mm -hmm. just so nice to be back. It had been since 2018. And L.A. is just such – I mean, it's, it's so time. dense. There's so – I know. It has been a while before um, the pandemic, baby. I know. And we got to revisit some old childhood spots, favorite pastimes of mine, like go to Runyon Canyon, where you can see the whole city of LA from the top. I mean, a lot of movies and TV shows film there. Um, totally. Lots of cute dog spottings, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
we had lunch at a cafe that we used to go to with, with an old rock and roll friend. And so it was just magical, really. There is something about L.A. I don't know if you've seen the movie La La Land, but that's, not, that's not the perfect representation, of course. But it, it definitely has some beautiful filming in those. Oh, yeah. They got some great gorgeous views. spots. Yeah. Yeah. Great views of those spots you're talking about. I Yeah. L.A. is there is something magical about it for sure. Mulholland Drive, Hollywood Bowl, Chateau Marmont. We went and had lunch there, which is this kind of has like a ghostly charm to it. It's it's was built in the late 1920s. And so um, I remember spending some time there as a kid, too. So just just memories coming alive and um, definitely did some Halloween themed th- things too. We went through these gardens that, you know, they have a whole pumpkin forest lit up and Ooh, cool. uh, it was just magical. And I got to see my dad. We went to the Academy of Motion Pictures Museum, which I didn't even know existed until last year. Oh, how fun. It's great. They do different rotating exhibits. And so they had a John Waters exhibit who is, you know, a cult classic leader. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. So dirty, really. But just <laughs> Crybaby was one of my sister and I's favorite movies growing up with Johnny Depp. So that was really fun to visit. And while we were there, you know, there was also a Godfather exhibit. So that was really fun too. Cool. Yes. (laughs) And just the different aspects of cinema that they cover. So I really enjoyed that. But while we were there having lunch, I did spot a celebrity that celebrity (laughs) spottings are always fun. I know it's, it's so, so corny, but um, I definitely had to say hi. And she's not She's not big time, but if you've seen the show Mad Men, which is one of the best shows that it has ever existed, I feel. Um, wow, that's quite a statement there, Carl. We have, we'll have to talk about this on a different day because I have opinions about this. <laughs> it's so great. Um, but I didn't see John Hamm, but I saw Jessica Pare, who is um, from Canada. Cool. She played one of um, Don Draper's wives. And so she's just beautiful and just has a lot of charm and um she was there with her son and so I actually did go up and interrupt her lunch and say that I loved her work and that you know Mad Men is one of my favorite shows and so she was she thanked me and it was just a sweet little moment and that's cool I know the interesting thing about it was that this is like where the planets come in or some kind of weird synchronous vibes going on in the atmosphere because when I was I on the it. plane from Seattle to Burbank, somebody was watching a movie and she was in it and she's not, or I think it was a show, but I don't really know a lot about her other um, parts or roles that she's been in, but she was on screen and I got to watch from afar. You know how some of us are creepy and we watch other people's movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Like I was watching someone watch Pulp Fiction and I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't seen, seen the movie, but um, it was really nice to watch someone get surprised for the the first time. Um, That's awesome. So anyway, I saw somebody watching her on screen and it was just so weird to see her like a few days later in person when she's not that well known. And so I thought that was kind of a weird moment. Of... yeah cool synchronistic moment you're like supposed to meet her for some reason I think yeah. that's cool I don't know why maybe just to be like <laughs> to pay homage to like the charm of LA because of you know Mad Men is very vintage too um yes, so maybe it totally. just had that flair that's awesome I love that story that's really cool yeah and lastly not to take up too much time but I did see our fellow um Libra that we talked about Jesse Ware in concert and she was just oh, that's right so glam such a diva but a very humble diva <laughs> just if that exists and just you know really played to the crowd <laughs> a very disco themed um pop concert with and just everybody was having so much fun like really good fans in LA I would say Oh, for sure. And they are so lucky to get so many great shows going through there. Uh, that sounds so fun, Cara. I'm so jelly about Jessie Ware. That well, we'll I'm have sure to go again. Amazing. She'll tour again. She'll come back oh, to for the sure. States. Yes, for sure, for sure. 
Well, that all sounds fabulous. I know I got to see pictures that you sent me with your family and of your childhood home. And it was so fun to see that from afar. And I was definitely wishing I was with you rather than sick in bed. (laughs) I wish you were in the sun with me too. But I'm glad you're feeling better. Yes, definitely. And I'm excited today to talk about all the amazing chocolate makers that we met at the festival. So tell us, Cara, what are we going to be talking about? Yes, today we are going to highlight a few of the makers, um, some of the interviews that we conducted while we were at the festival. Now, we can't get to them all, folks, because there were many. We were very ambitious, and we interviewed a lot of people despite some of our sound issues. (laughs) But we wanted to highlight some of the makers that happened to fall in the, of course, we asked their astrology signs. So they happened to fall in the summer signs category or the majority of them. So we wanted yes. to highlight them and also makers that kind of fell in the themes of the festival, like things that we heard again and again from different makers while we were there about what the energy was like at the festival. Yeah, it was so incredible and so many amazing makers. So let's just get into it. Let's talk about our very, very first experience we had when we got to Seattle is we like drove almost straight to Spinnaker Chocolate Chocolate. (laughs) because they are there in Seattle. So before the festival even began, we were like, we can't wait. (laughs) I have to say, Jen, I heard a lot of people just in the community and guests at the festival talking about Spinnaker um, as just one of the craft chocolate makers to check out. Like one on the top list of like, you, you've got to try Spinnaker. They're doing some unique things. And so we got to taste quite a few bars because they're so generous. They had a lot of samples out when we got there to the store. And it was just so, so good for my, my taste buds. How did you feel? Oh my gosh. It was, oh, their, their chocolate was such a great way to, to like basically kick off our whole weekend in Seattle. And first of all, when you walk into their tasting room, it is like sparkling clean, which is, mm-hmm. I think, kind of unusual for a chocolate maker because there's usually lots of chocolate everywhere. Someone and, was washing the windows too. Yeah, outside. exactly. They had all this amazing brand new equipment, which they actually showed us. And then they had a table out with all their chocolates with just like little pieces you could just taste. So they made it so easy to taste anything you wanted to taste there. Yes. And they had a lot of different countries of origin. So chocolate from Belize and Tanzania and Uganda and just lots of different inclusions too. So very unique. We love them so much that we are going to bookmark them for another season because perhaps because of the chocolate maker's sign, Jen. (laughs) Yes, he is a Sag. So we thought we'll wait to talk about their chocolate in detail in Sag season. But it was just so spectacular to go there to the shop, which was so cool. And get to taste all the different chocolate that they had there. They had like 14 bars out. It was just so delicious. Mm. I'm, ex- I'm excited. To- it's like hard to hold back, but we'll hold back until Sag season. And the one tie with Libra is that we are going to be tasting a bar that might get you a little tipsy on the scales. So (laughs) just a little sneak peek for our future. Oh, I can't wait. So now we're at the festival and we're chatting it up with folks. And we found my new favorite. I mean, okay, every bar is like my new favorite. (laughs) But this particular maker was so, she was so adorable. First of all, female-owned business, which I love, Mm -hmm. from Mexico. It's Matiche from Guadalajara, Jalisco. And it is so good. She's a bean bar. They're a fairly new maker. She's only been around for about a year. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God. I just, I I am in love with this bar even more after I got home and and have tried it. I basically have barely enough left to taste today, Cara. (laughs) Mm, I I still have some, but just to... To note for everybody, Jen and I were trying to budget so much that we shared bars. We bought a bar and we split it in half. So she has the packaging for some of the bars and I have the packaging for other ones. So right now it's just in my Ziploc bag. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about them and their story. Her goal is to 
um, really involve all of the people that are involved with making chocolate. She really wants people to know, like, this isn't just, you know, an easy process. She talks a lot about like all the different people that are involved and that it's part of a whole ecosystem. Right. And on one of her Instagram posts, she said behind every chocolate bar, there's an abundance of ecosystems and beautiful people and a lot of work and love in between. You're not just experiencing a piece of chocolate, but a slice of love in representation of chocolate, which I think is so cool. It reminds me a bit, Jen, of the Frida Kahlo painting we talked about with the different, like visually, yeah, it had different ecosystems and just kind of the self and the environment. And it kind of reminds me of that. So I wonder what sign mm-hmm. she is. Very apropos, which you'll soon find out when you hear this <laughs> interview that we did with her. What I another thing that was really cool about her is she is experimenting with the fermentation process. So she talks a little bit about this in the interview that we did with her, but I think it's really cool. Cara, what do you think about that? I love that, Jen, because fermentation is definitely a tricky part of the harvesting process. And typically chocolate is fermented for five to seven days. Um but people are playing with that more. They're playing with different parts of the process. And I think it could allow for more um, of the true flavor of the bean. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear more from her. So should we pass it on to Fabiola? Let's pass it on. My name is Fabiola and I'm with Chocolate Metiche. Amazing. And where are you based out of? We are based in Guadalajara, Jalisco in Mexico. And what is your astrology sign? My astrology sign is cancer. Oh, you like Jen? <laughs> um, and what are you obsessed with right now with chocolate world? Or what's, what's your favorite thing to explore right now as a maker? Single origin? I think I would describe this era of mine as experimental era. So right now we're doing long ferments and experimenting with ferments would be like my area right now. Yeah, we have two bars. So it pairs um, really the first well one being a 74% wine, that has an experimental fermentation of 11 days, which is kind of risky, but the result was very nice. And it has tempasuchi, yes. which is a flower that only grows after the rainy season in Mexico. <laughs> so it's a bit romantic also. Oh, I love that. And then we have and a 77%, which has farm. the same base of cacao, experimental of 11 days, with pataste, which is the uncommon or like not very liked cousin of cacao, because not oh. a lot of people know him. But it tastes like almonds and no, nuts. Mm. I've actually heard of that. That's pretty innovative. Yeah. Um, and what is your well, favorite chocolate that, that you make? So this is My favorite chocolate probably would be Donedet, 87% because of the meaning that it has. Donedet is a very special agriculture that when he told me that he wanted to sell this, this cacao bean, he would only sell it if I would make sure that everyone knew that it was his cacao. So it's super special and also I love the way that it just develops in your tongue when you eat it. It's very tangy, fruity. A very interesting Amazing. And if you could choose one word to describe the feeling right now at the festival or just the chocolate experience to you right now, what would it be? I want it, I mean, overwhelming, but in the positive way. It's all like super stimulating. So I would say that's, that's good. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't she just so cool? I really loved her and her bright smile and she's fairly young for a chocolate maker too and she had this really cool flower on her um shirt that was like pinned to her shirt like a big bright marigold and she was talking about how she is actually using that marigold in one of her newest chocolates as well yes she did and i found that this bar that we're about to taste was quite floral so shall we get into tasting it i'm i'm really like staring at it while we've been listening and talking I'm thrilled to try this chocolate again because I barely have any left. That's how much I loved it. So, yes, mm. let's do it. And let's just note that the color of the bar is a little lighter. It's like golden in color. Yeah, it is a little bit lighter and it is a 67%. So it is a little tiny bit lighter. Right. It is a dark chocolate bar, 67%. It is a Criollo cacao Bar. So Criollo refers to the genetic classification of the bar. 
and that tends to be a fattier um, type of cacao that is more rare and it's the rarest variety of cacao in Mexico but it's, it is also one of the most exquisite and unique and what's so cool about this bar as Fabiola mentioned is the beans were harvested and fermented by a dear friend of hers uh, Don Eder and he works in Chiapas Mexico and you know, he said, you can, you can have this bar as long as you give credit to where it comes from, right? So the origin and staying true to it. So I think that is one of the things that makes this such a special bar. Mm. Oh my God, Carl, I'm in love with this bar. I can't, I can't even describe the amount of different flavor notes that happen in my mouth with one little bite. Like the first thing I get is just a little bit of spice and almost like, like when you're, um, having hot chocolate, you know, you have that kind of true cocoa flavor, that sort of like, um, dare you say it, chocolate milk. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It is, sir, but it's sort of like, and it almost has like a little tiny bit of a texture, like at first, and then it just sort of like smooths out. I don't know if you're you're getting that too. Yes. And sorry, I was really deep in thought. Um, (laughs) But it definitely has, like, it's kind of almost a bit grainy when you first put it in I know it's not a stone ground chocolate but it's almost like you get little textural notes and then it and then it does smooth out and I kind of get a little bit of um sweet fruit like I think we even talked about this early about strawberry like I do taste that note and then it kind of goes into this like tea kind of like it reminds me of the earl gray bar that was very floral um, mm-hmm. earthy and had that kind of sweet cream combined with that black tea kind of note and that's what I get that's what I'm left with at the end yeah I would agree with that for me after that after that kind of cocoa flavor to me it just all, immediately goes to this like fruity flavor this like amazing fruit and it's like it's not quite like I wouldn't say it's quite cherry or raspberry because it's not like tart it's almost like this rounder red fruit and so I think strawberry is the closest but then all of a sudden when I was tasting it I was thinking oh my god it's like bubble gum like to me it tastes like Mm. strawberry bubble gum it has that super sweet like it's fruity but it's not like tart in a weird way and I'm also getting like a little bit of like a truffle flavor like truffle mushroom Mm -hmm. yes the earthy mushroom coming through for sure and I definitely I definitely agree with you on that kind of floral at the end Black tea is a good description. I think that's that's a good call. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like your strawberry bubble gum. I feel like Justin Timberlake would be happy with that. Right? One of reference. my faves. Yeah. <laughs> and last night, coincidentally, after I tried a bite of this, I actually did make mushroom soup. So it was oh, very... Oh, how funny. It's a perfect combo. So Fabiola, is that what you were going for? Because <laughs> that was... We get... That's what we get. It is very complex yet harmonious I mean it really is a good bar for Virgo but I also think it's a good bar for Libra because it's about balance and harmony too with the different notes because you kind of get a bit of everything in there I agree I think it is perfect for Libra actually because it has so many different flavor notes you would never think would go together right like who would think about putting strawberry bubble gum with truffle mushrooms and a little bit of like black tea I mean it's insane how good this bar is. I just, I just cannot stop eating it. And I'm <laughs> so obsessed. <laughs> and it has this brightness too. It's not um, leaving bitterness at the end because sometimes when you have, you know, a tea or a very roasted note, it's, it ends with kind of, you know, it's a little bit dry, a little bitter, yeah. um, but this does not leave you that way. It leaves you feeling really good and peaceful. There's still like a little bit of the brightness fruit in the end, as well as like, that's actually really where I'm really tasting a lot of that truffle is kind of at the end too. It's just so good. And she is a cancer. So I was right on with that Frida Kahlo reference. I know. (laughs) Fellow cancer. I love it. I love it. We met a lot of different signs. And so going to the astrology and, You'll, you'll hear throughout the rest of our Zodiac season, different interviews from the different signs because we decided to spread it out. And so 
if you're hoping to hear about somebody, maybe, just maybe, they'll come up a little bit later. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. And one more thing I did notice is that there is like a slight almondy taste. I mean, I definitely mm. didn't get that yesterday, but the nuttiness, if you think about like nutty flavor notes, a lot of times those could be very subtle or very strong. If it's walnut, it's going to maybe be overpowering, but an almond is very subtle versus the others. It's like kind of playing around in the background. And so I definitely get a little of that essence in the back. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I guess we need to move on. <laughs> yes, I know. As much as I can sit here and eat and talk about this bar all day, it's time to move on to another maker, Somos, from Colombia. They were so sweet, weren't they? They were. It was a family, and they sold bars and different jewelry, which I picked up some beautiful earrings that were made from the wood of the cacao tree. Uh, I mean, they were just really kind too. And somos in Spanish means we are. So I just kind of love that. Um, That's their name. They're all about the family and connectedness. Yeah. And it was interesting because I did a little research on them after and their, their website didn't have a lot of information, but their Facebook page actually had some amazing posts with different highlighting different um, chocolate as well as the family themselves. And it's a really huge family. I think there were only three of them or four of them there, at least at the festival when we were there, but they have this huge family and they are a treat a bar chocolate maker. Cara, tell me a little bit about that. What's the difference between bean to bar or treat a bar? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because, you know, bean to bar, we've been talking about, which a lot of the people at the festival were bean to bar. So from the time that they received the beans from maybe a third party or from a country of origin or a farm up into the production of the bar. But tree to bar means that the company actually is responsible for the harvesting process all the way up to the production of the bar. So you'll find this in any area where cacao grows. So you're not going to find, unfortunately, you can't have Trita Bar in Minnesota. Right. Um, But you can have Trita Bar in Hawaii. You can have Trita Bar in Venezuela or just or Colombia, where they're from. Um, And so they actually can control the whole process, which really means you can keep you are in charge of the flavor that is produced, right? You are kind of the one who gets to master all the elements and Mm. create the product that you want based on the harvesting. So I think it's pretty beautiful and it's like the whole package really. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And they said that they really love to work with local cacao farming families. And so it makes sense because they're a family themselves, right? Like both the the mom and dad, I'll call them, um, were – primarily Spanish speaking. And so I think what, one of the things that was really great was to to have their daughter there that was, she was probably, I'm just going to guess 16 or 17 years old, fairly young. And she was the one primarily doing the speaking with us because she, Mm -hmm. she was much more fluent in English. She told us a little bit about her family and the chocolate. Let's play that interview now, Cara. Sounds great. So my name is Juana Victoria. Um, I am from Cacao. And where are you, where is that? Oh, from Colombia. We're in Bogota. And this is a part of a family business? Yeah. Tell me about your family. So my mom is a chocolate maker. My dad is like in the panel of taste some other chocolates. And well, my brother and I learned to to make chocolate and do other things. Awesome. Do you know what sign you are? Astrological sign? No. What's your birthday? Uh, 18 of September. September 18. Okay, so you're a Virgo. That's yeah. fantastic. What's your favorite chocolate of all the chocolates you have? That's hard because I like the maybe the seven, the seventy percent chocolate and the white chocolate. It's amazing. Fantastic. What are you excited about here as far as trends in the chocolate world go? Is there anything really cool that you've seen at this festival or just things in the in the chocolate world that you're really liking a lot? Well, I like so much this because it's like new older people. But yeah, it's so amazing this. 
Awesome. And if you were to encapsulate your love of chocolate or just kind of how you're feeling about the festival in one word, what would that one word be? That's hard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe extraordinary. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Juana Rita and the Somos family. Uh, we really loved connecting with you at the festival and definitely want to explore their chocolate because I didn't get to taste enough of it. Same. I know. I was thinking the same thing. And they have like a really fun Facebook page. I think I mentioned that, but I definitely recommend checking them out on Facebook because there's a lot of their personality there. And we'll put the link in our description. So let's get on to our last chocolate of the day, Cara, because I know this is like, Oh my gosh, of ours. yes, I fell in love. I've definitely experienced Contu chocolate before. This is one of my favorite makers from Canada, from Quebec, Montreal. And my partner, Olivia, and I discovered them actually at a local shop here in Michigan, uh, Monger's Provisions, and we picked up a Contu bar You're about so a year lucky ago. That they're so close. Oh my gosh. I know, and... They make so many different flavors, inclusions, and definitely stay true to, you know, the flavor of the bean from the countries of origin. So Elfie is from Peru and Maxime is from Montreal and they're a couple. They met by chance in Cusco, Peru, um, and they began making chocolate in 2016. So they've been around for a little while. And Cantu actually means it's a symbol of unity and hospitality. And it's the name of a national flower, the national flower of Peru and Bolivia. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I love that all of these makers have such meaning. They really, it's not by chance. Well, it's by chance that they met that they said, but it's not by chance that they come up with this, the, the name of their chocolate and, you know, their flavor notes, everything is so intentional, it feels like in the community. And I felt that with them. I I felt that when we talked to them as well. I agree. They were, first of all, their chocolate. Oh my God. I know. I (laughs) I couldn't decide which one to buy because I was just in love with so many of their bars. And then also, let's not forget about the packaging. Like every one of their bars had this amazing like watercolor image on it that was just so cool. I just... I mean, and they were just so sweet. I just fell in love with them too. I know. And I agree about the packaging, Jen. They have an artist that they work with and they just recently rebranded kind of their their line of packaging. So it's changed where they have one central image that's just so bold in oh, color. Yeah. And the bar that we're going to taste today after we play the interview <laughs> yes. has the most beautiful sincere intimate um image so we'll talk about that in a bit but do we want to just get to the interview first let's do it let's do it my name is maxime and uh, my company is Cantu chocolate from montreal fantastic tell me a little bit about um yourself and your sign do you know your sign your astrology sign um uh, hi i'm a leo like a lion yes so uh, yes uh, i was born in july and uh, yes, I think I have the, 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 the character of, uh, of a lion a bit. Yeah, we are, uh, Elfie is also a lion. Oh, great. So okay, great. We have, we have the same kind of character. We have the same kind of personality. Wonderful. Yes. What are you excited about right now in the chocolate world? Uh, the variety of product that you can find. It's so interesting. Uh, to, you can do the, the round trip here and, and taste like 1,000 different products. Uh, uh, many of them are super good. So I think the quality is going up and uh, the variety is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Which which one of these are your favorites of your own? Uh, I would say the Janduja, the Chuncho, and uh, probably the Palo Santo. Wonderful. And if you were to sum up this chocolate experience today in one word, what would you, how would you describe that? Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now I understand why you love them so much, Cara, because a couple of Leos, right? (laughs) Right, yes. We met uh, several Leos at the festival, which we're going to save a couple of them for later. But yeah, they... They knew their sides right away, and they actually have a bar with a beautiful 
image of a lion on it. And it's very childlike too, very imaginative. It, it had this feel of, um, yeah, going back to that nostalgia and being a kid, like their imagery reminded me of storybooks from when I was a kid. Yes, I agree with that. And the bar that we chose actually has an image of like basically the two of them, doesn't it? It does. It's, I mean, they couldn't, I could feel their love just from what they shared with us. And on their website too, they talk about how their flame ignited instantly when they met. I mean, they have this, this language, this way with words they say where this immense passion and pride of cocoa farmers has shaken up the course of their lives when they're referring to chocolate and starting their journey so you could tell they just really romanticize and put love into everything they do I mean it's a Leo Leo combo it supports my theory Cara oh yeah that's true that's true (laughs) and the image of them is them sitting and just watching a purple screen I think it's purple-esque and it has I believe it's a golden cacao pod but maybe it's some sort of it kind of looks like a leaf too oh interesting yeah yum watching our love come alive from Penjoa, Peru um, that's where this bar is from and it's the Chaska bar and this bar was very sentimental to Elfie um because it represented her hometown. So in Peru, Hunin. Peru. Well, they definitely put a lot of love into this chocolate. And I just can't wait to get to tasting it. I mean, you know, Let's you and I, I, we've already eaten most of this bar. I know. <laughs> but I mean, it is really one of the best ones we had at the, at the festival. It has an, an amazing snap, Jen. So I'm, I'm ready to taste this single origin directly sourced so i have to plug that they do um direct trade with their farmers so let's get to Mm, it let's do it and the bar itself the molding is just so uh precise too it has their name on it contu and then it also has it almost looks like a little house i mean i know we split the bar so you can't see it but it has the lines so i wonder if it represents kind of their home Mm, I bet it does. Oh, I just love how, to me, it immediately goes to the fruit, like, Mm. just right away. I call it a burst of fruit. Like, you're getting Mm -hmm. punched in the mouth in a a very nice way. Yeah. I'm getting hints of blueberries, (laughs) blackberries, um, right away, even kind of, I was trying to put a label to it, but it's a little bit like, I mean, I definitely get the dried fruits, like a lot of dried fruit and fresh fruit, mm-hmm. but a little mm-hmm. bit like a prune. And I've always been I a definitely fan of get the prune. <laughs> yes, I definitely get the prune. I totally agree with that, you on that one. Mm. Um, and there's also to me like a lemony because it's got, it's such a bright um, citrusy flavor to mm-hmm. me. It, like, I like almost makes my, my lips pucker. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. I mean, it kind of starts with the fresh fruit and then goes to the dry fruits um, as if you're going through a season, really, a change. Mm, Nice. It's a journey. It's Mm -hmm. a journey, a birthing journey, if you will. (laughs) But they also describe on their bar, too, that it has hints of roses in it. So I can kind of get those rose petal notes, too. It kind of has that like that um, mm-hmm. brightness. I can agree with that. So mm-hmm. referring back to our Leo season, definitely the flavor notes that we described for Leo, those bold red fruits, um, brightness. And and yeah, I, I taste that burst of lemon too. Yeah, I definitely, uh, the blackberry, I definitely get some blackberry or blueberry, some of that, those, um, you know, mm. kind of purpley berries. I totally yes. agree with that. Yeah. Maybe that's why they chose purple. I'm like, I bet it is. I, oh, I, yeah. I can see that. that makes sense. Yep. And this mm. bar is, we mentioned it's 70%, but it definitely tastes very uh, rich and has a lot of depth to it, I would say. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of times when it's got 70% or more, you, there's a little bit of that chocolatey bitterness at the end. I'm not really getting that. Um, there's a tiny bit, right? But mm-hmm. not, 
not a lot. Like it's really more um, bright and clean to me. It is clean. And I know you're not a huge fan of figs just in general, that fig note, but I, I'm getting the figs at the end, which is less strong than a, than a prune, right? So it does kind of fade out a little bit, but it leaves it like exactly like you said with the clean. Note. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good. So good. And it, it is good for a Libra too. So we know that we're wrapping up Libra season, but it is a party and it's romantic and, you know, maybe the Libra Leo, maybe this is a compatibility bar too. I love it. I love it. Definitely. I also have to note that another fantastic bar from Canada, like we have tasted some really great bars from there. And there's still more makers to explore in Canada. So, I mean, just the Pacific Northwest, Montreal's not quite there. That's on the other side, but right. Um, right. But Toronto, you have Soma and Serene and Vancouver. There's just so many good makers. So we will keep mm-hmm. tasting Canadian chocolate. That's for sure. That is for sure. So after experiencing all of this energy and inspiration and flavors and just the curiosity amongst mm. all the consumers and chocolates mm-hmm. at the festival, we walked away with this feeling of connectedness and community. And we heard it across all of our interviews, right? That the, yes. the bar makers and chocolatiers that we talked to like really felt that and that it's a tight knit community across the chocolate industry. Definitely. You could tell they were friends like reuniting after not seeing each other for so long. I think they were just so excited to be at an event again and to interact with, you know, all different kinds of chocolate lovers, whether they were makers or just people like us that are consuming. It really was inspirational and and so fun to see the people and just the way that they interacted with each other. Like that's really where it comes from, right? Is this, we are all have this like love, this mutual love of this chocolate, which comes from planet earth. And there's so much that gets put into one bite that you put into your mouth. Right. Exactly. And even just like having an interaction with a passerby, there was some, just seeing someone with their huge bag of chocolate. Cause you know, they're, everybody is kind of like us where, (laughs) I mean, there, there's different right. levels, right? But yes. The people who are diehard, who are there to find out what's unique and what's innovative, what's going on, what are the trends. Um, they're there to connect with the makers they want to talk to and meet, um, you know. And so just exchanging a look with someone and just being like, yep, I understand. I understand yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too much. Just giving some validation of like, I feel you. Yeah, this is where it's at. So, and we talked to Kayla, who is the assistant director of the chocolate festival and actually someone I met a while back because this is my fourth Northwest chocolate festival, Jen. I don't know if I told you that before, but I have been to it quite a few times. Wow, four times. That's a lot of chocolate, Cara. (laughs) It's a lot of chocolate and I think it's gotten less and less. So that's speaking to maybe me taking my time and not consuming everything too quickly. But I've gone there each time for a different purpose. But this is the first time since the pandemic that I've been back. So it's really nice. It was in a new um, part of town in Bellevue, Washington. And I think they're going to be there again next year, October 5th and 6th. And so just great energy. Can't wait to go again. And um, maybe even go to a another festival somewhere around the world. I love it. I'm into that. You know that. <laughs> Let's go. I think we have a lot of trips we need to take. Iceland, oh, so many. Uh, Jamaica. Come on, Chocoholics and Earthlings. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm into it. But before we do, let's play the interview we had with Kayla and let her tell us a little bit about how it felt. I mean, bravo. She did a wonderful job organizing and I only heard positive things. So good work to all those folks who organized the festival. Yes. Thank you, Kayla, for organizing and for agreeing to talk to us a little bit too. <laughs> I am here with Kayla, who I met a long time ago at the Northwest Chocolate Festival, I think back in 2018. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. And now we've grown, and I am now the assistant director for the Northwest Chocolate Festival. That's amazing. Congratulations on all this hard work, because this festival is really a success. And it's only Saturday. There's one more day. Yes, there is one more day for those chocolate lovers to come over to Bellevue at the Maiden Bower Center from 9 to 5. That's amazing. And so what is your sign? We're going to switch gears for a second. Yes. My sign, my birthday's coming up. I am a Scorpio. Ooh. Happy early birthday. When is your birthday? Thank you. My birthday is November 19th. Okay, great. So you're almost a cusper. cusper. Yeah, that's pretty fun. We met another cusper earlier. <laughs> um, so what is it about chocolate that you really love right now? And what have you noticed trend-wise? Or what are you obsessed with in the chocolate? What I love about chocolate is that it brings people together, just like this Northwest Chocolate Festival does. And what I've noticed is that the Bean to Bar Artists and Chocolate world is growing and it's flourishing and it's coming to fruition and people are becoming to know it and love it. And I think that's absolutely incredible. And it's so great to be that person to kind of bring people together. I'm sure that feels good. That's why I do what I do. I love what I do. Uh-huh. Well, do you have a favorite bar right now or a favorite um, bar maker you want to make sure to check out? Right now, well, I always love dark chocolate. And the makers, I would say you got to check them all out. They're incredible. They work so hard at what they do, and they just pour their heart into their chocolate. So really, it all depends on what you love. And at the moment, I do love dark chocolate. Very nice. That makes sense for a school. <laughs> <laughs> and so, last question, if you had one word to kind of sum up how you're feeling right now. I know you've done a lot, um, but just the energy around you, what would it be? Fulfilled. I love it. Thank, thank you. you. And it's so nice to see you. So great to see you, Karen. Thank you. To wrap up the festival, I mean, we are going to be talking about other makers that we met and that we interviewed throughout the rest of our Zodiac wheel and season. Yeah, we definitely couldn't cover everybody in just one episode. So we thought we would bring future interviews to the appropriate episodes, whether it's their sign or we just feel like that bar is perfect for that particular season. Yes. So Cara, you know how much I love the cusps. I'm oh. going into Scorpio season. So let's talk a little bit about the Libra Scorpio cusp. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so Libra <laughs> Scorpio cusps are very interesting for a few reasons, but the dates are October 19th through the 26th. So mm-hmm. those born on this cusp have two powerful planets, both Venus, so it rules Libra, right? And Pluto that rules Scorpio. And that's known for its depth and passion. So this energy mm. together creates the cusp of drama and criticism. <laughs> <laughs> How perfect. <laughs> I love that. I love the the combination of those things. So someone who's not afraid to be bold, but also is a skeptic, right? So... Yes. It's so funny because to me, Libra and Scorpio are so different. And yet it's funny because at one point in time, there was a little bit of overlap on that sign. Like they were kind of almost Mm -hmm. one sign together. So it's fascinating to me because I can't even like to me, I'm like, they're so different. Yeah, I think that's why we made they made the Libra sign, right? Because Mm -hmm. (laughs) they knew there was a little bit of a difference here. So the text that I read said that the air element meets water on the cusp of drama and criticism, which can be calm and cool or a dangerous hurricane. (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. So the interesting part of all this is that I actually mentioned my ex before that was a Libra, but was a Libra Scorpio cusp. Uh And then another partner of mine, the one right before was also a Libra Scorpio cusp, but was the beginning of Scorpio. So I've dated two. Interesting, Cara. Wow. I know. And I could see this being very true. Um, I mean, it's broad enough that I can, you know, plug some other things in there, but I definitely see that. Uh, So it made me kind of look up while we know my current partner is a cusp. And my first partner, my first love was also a cusp, but a different one way way in the spring. But I just found that I I love cusps, Jen. We could have a whole podcast on it. We could. I know. I think we both love cusps. I think that's hilarious. Uh, That's really cool. Two sides. It totally makes sense. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> dynamic like complex ones yes, yes. <laughs> and we know i like the darkness so we definitely know you like the darkness oh uh, well let's let's pave the way for a dramatic entrance into the sky and planets with a little bit of skepticism jen tell us what's going on in the sky and planets this week well, it's interesting that this Libra-Scorpio combo involves both Pluto and Venus because there's a lot mm. going on right now with Venus and Pluto. And on the 21st, we just had, first of all, we just had the eclipse. Let's acknowledge that for a minute because oh, that yeah. was pretty cool. And I was feeling the energy of that for sure. And like I mentioned with my my whole situation with my car, I've been so emotional. It's just, it's really the energy is going on right now are really strong and we're still in eclipse season and we have more eclipses happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but between now and then that the, we've got Mercury squaring Pluto in Capricorn on the 21st. And that will be just a great time for you to have a little bit more self-awareness. Communication will be strong and you might want to start digging for some information. Like if you want to uncover some secrets or do some research, it's a great time for that. Okay. And then, and then on the 22nd, we've got two things happening. Venus is in Virgo, trying Jupiter and Taurus. So this is a great time to get, you know, you'll basically, you know, because Venus is so strong here, relationships will be, be feeling expansive, right? Mm. And so you might be a great time just to bring in some new friends. You'll just really be getting along well with others. So it's a great time to, you know, this weekend will be a great time to go to a party. Always looking and- for friends. Yes, exactly. In my co- in my Halloween costume, so you can't see my face. I love it. <laughs> Jen, for our listeners, what does trine mean? Yeah, so trine basically means that you're 100, the two signs are 120 degrees from each other, which means they're both in the same element. So they ba- basically both have, they're kind of both kind of working towards the same goal, so mm, to speak. Okay. Yeah. I like that, that synergy, that. That works. Yes, well. exactly. Yes, exactly. And so on that same day, Mercury is in Scorpio trying Saturn in Pisces. And as you know, Saturn's all about structure, maturity, wisdom, and also karmic lessons, which is really interesting mm. with Libra right now, right? There's a lot of karmic resolution happening right now with the eclipses and everything else going on. So, um, but because of this particular trine, it's a great time to get things done, especially if you have like something that needs some intense focused, like sustained mental work. Um, And it's also a great time for some long-term plans. So great time for that and relationships. And especially if you have any long-term plans that involve relationships. Yes, I do. I do. That's awesome. That's perfect. We're just starting to think about our next like big plan. So I love this, this, I love when it actually pairs with what you want. (laughs) Yes. What's going on in the sky? Yeah, I know. Me too. And then, of course, on October 23rd, we've got the sun in Scorpio. So the new Scorpio season begins. And on October 28th, which we will talk way more about next time, but I just wanted to mention that the lunar eclipse is happening. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And Mars and Mercury will also be joining in Scorpio. So it's going to be a really intense time. So we'll talk about that next week. Oh my gosh. And it's the day of the thriller dance, everybody. So Thrill the World is happening October 28th. So get your zombie costume on and experience this crazy energy. It's lunar. I'll talk more about that for Halloween time. Before we let go of lovely Libra, I do want to get my last Libra question in to you for trivia. I feel like we haven't done trivia in a while, Jen. I know. I feel like that too. We've been talking so much about the chocolate. So yeah. And last week we were right. We didn't do trivia because we would just did kind of like a little quickie. We did. I mean, I'm sure we asked each other lots of fun, silly questions when we were together, but are you ready for your final Libra question? I am. I am. Let's get to it, baby. All right. So ride with <laughs> ride the wave with me on this one. Get on the okay. get on the cloud, the air cloud, and let's go. Um, All right, let's do it. Imagine this. Okay. Cue <laughs> <Shoot> the lights. <laughs> okay, Miss Leo. Lady Justice walks into a bar. Mm. A chocolate bar. Okay, at the Northwest Chocolate Festival. <laughs> at the Northwest Chocolate Festival, wearing a hot pink toga. Okay. <laughs> That's irrelevant. And she sits down. The bean to bar tender, get it? 
I love it. I love it. Slides over some sparkling water as a starter and asks, what can I get you? Lady Justice debates. I can't decide. I don't want to get too tipsy. (laughs) So the bean to bartender says, take your time and walks away. What in the world will Lady Justice order? What will she do? She can't decide. There's so many options. So here's your options. You can decide. Okay. Okay. Step into her mind. Will she have one of everything? Buy a bar from everybody. Okay. Will she go home (laughs) empty handed? Sorry. (laughs) Will she stay until the bar closes down? Will she ask the bartender what sign they are and go from there? Ooh. (laughs) There's no right or wrong answer, but there might be a better answer. (laughs) (laughs) I think she... Ah, this is a tough one. I would say she either tries one of everything, which I think is probably more likely, mm-hmm. uh, because she wants to make a good, informed, diplomatic decision, or she asks the bartender. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with she tries one of everything. Okay, very very nice logic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. My instinct was the last one asked the bartender what sign they are and go from there because she's going to play off of the socializing before yes. she makes a decision. And according to you, if he's a Libra, that's end of story. She's done for the night. Right, exactly. <laughs> he or she or they, I have to say. Um, but if she has one of everything, maybe she'll sample one of everything. But if she has one of everything, her scales will be off balance. I mean, she's going to, I mean, her weight. Good point. It'll basically, she won't be able to fit everything in her suitcase <laughs> or her on her scales. And that'll be it. That's right. It'll be over for her. Yeah. So she needs to learn how to create more balance and make choices. And I think, uh, I like that you said diplomatic decision though. So maybe, maybe if she had more input from others she'd be able to decide so i like it i think it'd be both i think it'd be both she would she would have one of everything and she would ask the bartender the bean to bartender (laughs) and and that way she gets to be social and she gets to make a diplomatic decision sounds good and i don't think we met any libras at the festival we met some like other libras in the chart like the moon sign or the rising sign but we didn't meet any libras so i think it's fair to say fair to say yes yes that she didn't yes, go well, home Adam, with anyone right so my trivia question for you it's really basic let's see here you're a libra and your best friend tells you about their secret crush Ooh. so do you tell the crush because they might have a crush on your best friend as well mm-hmm. play matchmaker exactly do you tell no one ever <laughs> <laughs> do you write it in your diary mm-hmm. or do you tell your mutual friends is there a right answer for this one or just when you're drawn not to- really it's more of an opinion but they're just like yours there might be an answer that's maybe better okay. so what is your answer and why Definitely, I would not tell no one ever. I would tell more than not tell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Writing in my diary would help in the beginning, but it wouldn't help ultimately. It might help you work out your answer. Ah, wait, hold on a second. I'm remembering Mm -hmm. that we had writers as Uh Libras. So actually, I'm going to go with write in my diary and then tell all my mutual friends. I love it. Well, my answers were yes, you write in your diary to kind of help you work it out. Woo. And then I actually, my second my second answer would be tell the crush because they might have a crush on them too. Oh, but nice. only if it felt right. If you felt like it would it would help the situation. Because, you know, the, the Libra's going to be a little bit you know, social and wants to like help increase that matchmaking situation. But, you know, only if it felt right after she wrote her diary. Yeah, if it was the right thing to do. I love that. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Yes. 
it's kind of fun. And I'm going to miss Libra season for sure. I know we had a special occasion, which we will, it's only fair to spread it out through the rest of the seasons. Right, Jen? So we can't That's just right. put it yeah. all on Libra, weigh her down. We can't do that. Um, yeah, Libra wouldn't want that. She wouldn't want that. But would she want us to dive into Scorpio next? Hmm. Well, I guess I we know. have some cusp before it goes right <laughs> to full on Scorpio. So next exactly. week. Exactly. We've got a lot of drama happening. <laughs> a lot of drama. But this has been a great time. And I just hope everyone has a fabulous end of Libra season, partying on and getting ready for Halloween and all the fun that comes with Scorpio season. We can have a lot of fun with it. So I'm ready. I am ready too. I think I'm actually ready for the dark side, Kara. Let's let's just let's let's get into it. Let's get into the dark. Let's get into <laughs> the dark. And especially with the chocolate, I am ready for so many flavor notes of Scorpio. I can't tell you. Mm, me too. I'm psyched. Again, so, how looking, do we say bye? <laughs> yeah, how do we say goodbye? Let's just have a little bit more of our contu chocolate. I don't have much left anyway, so I might as well finish it off. (laughs) While you finish it, I will name some great Jesse Ware song titles that pair with a Libra. Ready? Oh, I dig it. Let's go. Free yourself. Beautiful people. What's another one? (laughs) Shake that bottle. Okay. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Begin again. One more? One last one? (laughs) One last one. I feel good. That feels good. Ah, perfect. See y'all next week. See you next week.